Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Crush Hail Academy podcast. I am your host, Bob Argyle. I'm sitting here with my trusty sidekick, Ali the Cat. Today is March 25th, and we are right smack dab in the middle of a massive quarantine, house arrest, <laughs> shelter in place, whatever you want to call it, and I am losing my freaking mind. I feel like Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Here's Johnny. But anyways... Today's episode is entitled, Where Do You Stand? So for now, sit back and relax, and welcome to today's episode. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back. It's been 10 days. I'm making progress. It's only been 10 days <laughs> since my last podcast. I'm, t- I'm counting that as progress. But uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is crazy times that we're living in right now. Um, I'm holed up in my house. And um, you know, really, at this point, I'm only leaving the house if I got to run to Tops or if one of our body shop clients... <laughs> calls me. Even my retail clients, you know, folks from off the street that give us a call, unless they want to let me redirect them to one of our body shop clients, which I normally try to do anyway, at least that way, if they go to a body shop, um, I don't have to deal with them. <laughs> and I don't have to have them coughing and sneezing and spitting in my face or whatever. So um, unless they're letting me redirect them to a body shop, I've just cut them off. I've just put them on hold, told them after the the smoke clears. Um, I'll get them done, and most everybody has been pretty understanding. I think everybody is equally uh, triggered and uh, a little freaked out at this point in time. Never seen anything like this really since 9/11. I mean, you had the stock market crash in 2008. We had uh, 9/11. You know, we've even had like the bird flu, the H1N1, all these other things. But I've never seen. Really, since 9-11, I've never seen it really affect the marketplace like it's it's doing right now. Markets are in the tank. Um, had a big day yesterday. Came back yesterday pretty strong, but um, it's just so volatile right now. Every day, it's up and down, up and down. Nobody knows what's going on. Nobody knows where this is going. Listening to our governor up here in New York, very different perspective uh, than the national perspective uh, because we're in New York, and New York is experiencing, uh, I think, 10 times the amount of cases that anybody else is experienced. So it's it's really a, kind of a trying time. So right now I'm just trying to focus on my kids, um, keep the business afloat, um, stay positive. Um, I'm dealing with a jacked up back right now, which is kind of ironic because uh, I've talked in the past about my, my issues that I've had with the gym and uh, I've never really gone to the gym for an extended period of time just because uh, mostly uncertainty, which is going to have a lot to do with what I'm talking about today, but um, it's uncertainty with the gym as a whole, like how to use the equipment, how to exercise properly and not look like a, a moron when I'm in there. Um, so more times than not, my stories have kept me out of the gym for an extended period of time. You know, I might go for a couple months and then I'll stop. I've always just kind of been more comfortable working out at home just because it's free from judgment, I guess. Um, 
But a few months back, I, I found this app online. It's called VShred. And um, the thing I like about VShred is that it really helps for somebody like me that doesn't have a lot of knowledge. Um, I'm not a gym rat. I didn't grow up in a gym. I wrestled in high school and I spent a lot of time in the gym back in high school. But since my college days, I really just stopped going to the gym. So I don't have a lot of experience in the gym. And then all of a sudden this, this app comes around where it gives you uh, tutorials, like video tutorials of each exercise. So every day I can get up in the morning, I open up the app, it gives me my workout for the day, and each workout it literally shows me like this dude doing it. <laughs> So I'm like, okay, I know what piece of equipment I got to seek out. I know how to do the the exercise and not look like a moron. And it really helped my confidence, right? And so I quickly got used to the gym. I got over those stories and I was going every single day except one day a week where I would rest. And I was really starting to notice like some changes in my body. And my confidence was building when I went to the gym. I was starting to meet people in the gym. I had this story in my mind that everybody was just all about themselves in the gym, which a lot of people are. But once I got in there and I kind of got into that that community and I started to get more comfortable and I was comfortable with the tutorials and stuff like that. So I knew what I was doing was correct. And I really started seeing results. And it was really cool. And I got used to it. It became part of my daily routine. And instead of doing my my workouts with a dumbbell in one hand and a cup of coffee in the other, watching Fox News in the morning in my office, I was forcing myself to go to the gym. And I was doing my workout and I was doing uh, some high intensity interval training and I was losing some weight and I was doing some swimming and I was really enjoying myself. But the problem is once this all went down and once the gym closed, I converted over to the home workout. So this V-Shred mobile app has the gym workout and it has the home workout. Now, admittedly, I hate core work. I hate it. I hate doing crunches. I hate doing sit-ups. I just hate it. So more times than not, when I would go to the gym in the morning, I would do my regular workout. And when it would call for crunches, I would head to the rowing machine or I would head to the treadmill or I would head to the pool. And then once this happened, they shut the gym down. Um, luckily, I was able to switch over to the home workout, which a lot of it is core work. So it was two days into it and I felt a tweak in my back. And I was like, mm. and I've had back problems in the past, but the ironic thing is I'm going hard in the gym for months at a time, noticing some very real results. And then as soon as we switch over to the home workout, I jam my back up. I've been laid up for the past week now and um, I'm losing my mind. I've grown accustomed to getting up in the morning and going to the gym. I just feel better about myself. It's been something very positive in my life. And now I, I can't even run. I can't even go out for a walk. Going to the chiropractor, he's getting me straightened out. Things are going to be good eventually, but right now I just have to be very careful. I'm dealing with this whole freaking quarantine. Um, it's affecting the business right now. Uh, business is down. Not the only one. Business is down for all of us. We've we've made a decision to shut down our in-shop visits. If you've listened to our past podcasts, um, this is kind of like our like I've referred to it in the past. This is our playoffs before the Super Bowl. Um, playoffs are getting out and meeting shops prior to hail. Like 
couple months prior to Hale. Meeting as many shops as we can because Hale's right around the corner. And then Hale is our Super Bowl every year, right? We go hard for, you know, five, six, seven months. But we lay the groundwork in the two months prior with getting out and shaking hands, kissing babies, talking to body shops. We've shut it down because I made the decision. I just thought it was in bad taste. It, it comes across as insensitive to send my marketers into body shops right now, not knowing the situation inside of these body shops, not knowing if they have people with emphysema working, if they're being careful about who their employees are coming into contact with. And then all of a sudden I send in a marketer, um, just wasn't going to send the right message <laughs> for our first meeting with body shops. So it's really affecting our marketing season right now. We've called all, all of our marketers off. We had a chance to get about four weeks of marketing in before all this kind of craziness started. So that's tough. We've had to shut that down. Um, as I mentioned with the body shops, if they call, I go. Automotive right now is considered essential. Whether that means me, I don't know. I don't know. But I know body shops and repair shops are essential. So they're still up and running. So they're still open for business. Therefore, they're still calling me. So when they call, we go. But other than that, I'm sticking close to home, catching up some projects, fixing some of these hail cars in the garage downstairs, and just trying to kind of take it a day at a time and keep the ball moving forward. So given that I can't go out and visit shops like I'd like to do, um, I'm spending a lot of time now doing a lot more digital marketing. So we're doing email campaigns and stuff like that to just try to keep the relationships um, fresh with our body shops and keep everybody calm, cool, and collected. And I'm focusing on a lot of stuff like we all are, maybe stuff that we've been putting off for a long time that all of a sudden we find we have plenty of time to handle. Right. So one of the things that I've been intentional about really more recently is this whole idea of defining relationships. Right. And that's the title of this podcast today is where do you stand? And it's about the importance of defining relationships with people that matter in our lives, whether that's personal or whether that's business. When we put in the time and the effort to define our relationships, really what does that do? That, that provides clarity, right? When we don't have clarity inside of our relationships, that creates uncertainty. And uncertainty leads to inactivity and ultimately leads to us not getting the results we desire inside of that relationship. Now, I've made a point in this podcast to not share uh, any information really about my personal life as far as um, romantic interests, right? <laughs> um, really, I don't share a lot of personal stuff aside from stories and stuff like that about my family, you know, positive stories, things that I'm sure they'd be okay with me sharing. Um, and aside from sharing in the beginning of this podcast, the story around my whole divorce, which I think was extremely important uh, for providing context for why I was even doing this podcast. Since that time, I've been very careful not to share too much personal information because it was my decision to start this podcast. 
It wasn't necessarily the decision of other people in my life to come along for this ride, right? So I've been very careful to try to speak in generalities as much as possible and still get my point across. But today I'm going to make an exception, and I'm not going to name any names or anything like this, but I think it's relevant to the discussion that we're having today. And luckily today, I'm in a great relationship. We've both been very honest and upfront about our lives, what we desire, and things are going extremely well. She's amazing, beautiful. I'm a very lucky man. But about a year ago, there was a a girl that I had met online Uh, That's how everybody does it these days, right? So I had met her online. It was a long distance relationship. She lived a couple hours away from me and I was into her. I was. And put it this way, from the time that I had gone through my divorce, I had always been of the opinion that if you find somebody online and you're interested in them, um, you kind of devote all your attention to them. Because it was the moral thing to do, right? How are you ever going to know if there's any legs to this whole relationship unless you really just like cut out all the distractions, cut out all the conversations with other people, and just focus on this one person? I'm old school like that. It's the way you used to do it, right? Before all this online came along, you meet somebody in a bar, and you don't continue to talk to six other people. You just, you focus on that one person and you see where that goes. Maybe it's the romantic in me. I don't know. But this relationship was different from the very beginning. She was in a different place in her life. She was, I had been five years removed from a marriage. She was just coming out of her marriage. She was newly divorced and she was at a place in her life where she was keeping her options open, right? So she really was the first person ever to open my eyes to an open, a quote, open relationship. So the beginning of this relationship was she was dating other men. I was dating other women. And it didn't really sit with me, but I was into her, so I went along with it. And very early on in the relationship, we both decided it was not working that way. We didn't, I didn't want her dating anybody else. She didn't want me dating anybody else. And so we kind of became exclusive from there. Uh, given that she was two hours away from me, um, she had kids. I have kids. We decided that, uh, like, we, we realized that our weekends were opposite. So her open weekends were opposite of mine. So I actually reached out to my ex to see if we could change our schedule so my weekends would align with her weekends. And so we had two weekends a month that were, quote, open, right? And we decided that one weekend a month I was going to drive to her and the other weekend she was going to drive to me. Now, that lasted for about a month. (laughs) I think we did that once, like one solid month. Like she came to me once, the entire relationship. And then quickly it turned into she had another job. Um, She was a teacher and she worked in the summer. So she uh, wasn't able to get out to me. So it's just my nature. I wanted to um, do what I could to help. I wanted to make this work. I was into her. So I started driving to her every other weekend. And in the beginning, it worked. But over time, I started to realize that I was 
kind of fallen behind on my obligations and my responsibilities. I'm a creature of habit. I have a routine. Um, I was getting knocked off my routine a little bit. And it just started to kind of, um, there was a strain there, right? From there, I started to kind of notice some little things in the relationship. Uh, family members she didn't want to introduce me to. Uh, times I would I would show up up there and I'm just kind of hanging out in her apartment while she was at work or she was out visiting with friends. I just, I started to kind of feel like I kept the man and I started to kind of feel like this just wasn't working for me. And I started to make a lot of assumptions. I knew what I wanted. Again, we were in two different places, right? So I'm looking for a relationship. This poor girl is just getting out of a, a long marriage and she wasn't really in the same spot that I was in. She was looking for something different than I was. And although we had a, a, a great connection and we had a lot of fun together, um, I knew things were not working for me. And I needed that clarity on the relationship. And I was almost afraid of what I was going to find out. But I eventually forced it. We had the conversation and I confirmed what I had thought. She was not ready to commit. She was still wanting to keep her options open. I was looking for something different. I was looking for more of a commitment. After getting that clarity and removing that uncertainty, we were able to move on. We had made the decision that we just weren't a fit at that time. She was going in a different direction than I was. And it was only after forcing that conversation that we were able to come to that conclusion and we were both able to move on. But this is a perfect example of how uncertainty and lack of clarity led to a lot of assumptions and a lot of frustration. They were tough conversations, tough lessons, but they were necessary if I was going to ever be able to move on towards a healthier relationship, right? So here's the thing about seeking clarity and, quote, defining your relationships. It's scary, right? When we begin to seek out these answers and have these tough discussions and speak up for ourselves... The reality is we don't always get the answers that we want. So let's put this in a business context, okay? Take my body shop clients, for example. We've been running a partnership campaign where we send out agreements to our body shops, explaining to them the benefits, not only for my business, but for their business of signing an agreement. A handshake has always been good enough for me with my body shop clients. If they tell me, Bob, if we get hail out here, you are our guy, that's always been good enough for me. But what that's also done is that's led me to certain situations where I find out last minute that I'm on the outside looking in. It's happened. I've had clients that have told me that they're going to use me in a hail scenario only to find out after the hail hits that they've gone with an out-of-state company, that they've gone with their local guy, they've gone with somebody else. And I've just never had that clarity around the relationship. And it creates a ton of uncertainty. 
So this campaign that we've been running, we send out an agreement. We explain to them the benefits for them, the benefits for us, and we ask them to sign a partnership agreement with us. That doesn't necessarily mean that I'm not going to work with them if they ever get hail. What that does mean is I'm very upfront and honest and clear with them that if a hailstorm strikes that community and there's two other shops in that community that have signed a partnership agreement with us, then those shops get priority. So it's on me now to service those clients first. And of course, I'll get to you if I can, but I'm going to direct my resources to these other shops first. I've had a couple shops of mine, great shops. I consider the owners friends that have told me flat out that they don't want to sign the agreement. They just don't like agreements. They want to continue the way things are. And it's a hit to the ego for sure. But it was necessary because it allowed me to seek out other hail partners in that area so that my business is covered if we get hail. Now, I know more than likely these shops are still going to use us, but from a business perspective, it's smart for me to continue to seek out other shops in that area and invest in that relationship at the same time in an attempt to get that agreement doesn't necessarily need to change the relationship that I have with them, but I need to be able to know that I have a lock-solid client in that area in the event of hail. I have technicians looking at me to put them to work. My biggest fear is to have a hail event in an area in my state of New York and not be able to put my techs to work. So I continuously have to be working on this. And I approach our shops and I give them the opportunity to sign the agreement. If they don't want to sign the agreement, that's fine. I'm still going to continue to come and take care of your dents. I'm still going to get texts to you when I have the resources. However, if we have a hail event and there's another shop in that area that has signed an agreement with us, then they become my priority. And that gives clarity to everybody involved. Only after seeking out these agreements only after having these discussions with body shops was I able to actually find out from another longtime client that he's planning to retire. (laughs) He's planning to shut the doors very quickly. And this is a client that I assumed was going to be a hail partner for years to come. But I never would have known that he was planning to retire. He was planning to close the whole business. Now, if I was to continue going the way I was going and just assume that this was going to be my hail partner, and then we get hail this summer and come to find out this shop has closed down, I'm not putting technicians to work. But after I was able to have this discussion with him, I know where he's coming from. I know what his plans are. So now I can take action. Now I can look for another hail partnership somewhere in that area so I can make sure that I can put my guys to work. 
Another quick example of why it's so important to continue to kind of observe our clients as well and continue to define the relationship over and over again. Our end game is to eventually be doing hail in these body shops, right? So as I'm going in weekly and doing service calls and door dings and stuff, I'm constantly observing them and how they run their business. And I have a body shop up in New York that's very clean, very well run for the most part. Uh, the owner's a trip. He's a very funny guy. I actually like him a lot. But one thing I've realized about him is that I'm constantly begging him for my money. At one point, this dude was four months behind in what he owed me, and it was this big ordeal and all these conversations just for me to be able to get my money from this guy. So I've stopped approaching this guy to be a hail partner, right? Because if I got a fight with this guy this bad for six grand that he owes me, the last thing I want to do is put my techs or myself in a situation where all of a sudden we're in a hail scenario and he owes me 60 grand. It's just not smart business, right? Take our insurance company partners. We're doing an outreach program with our insurance companies now. We have a lot of insurance companies that we have really, really good working relationships with, but we don't necessarily have anything in writing. So what we're working to do right now is we're reaching out to these insurance partners looking for something in writing. Something that is defining our relationship. Something that I can then take to body shops and say, look, this is the working relationship we have with this company. This is what it means for your business. And at the very least, we're getting permission from these insurance companies. So when we're out talking to body shops, when I'm emailing body shops, I can introduce the relationship, the working relationship that I have with these insurance companies so they have a better idea of what DentSmart brings to the table. Take our strategic partners across the state. These are other PDR companies throughout the state of New York. For years and years, I've, I've had handshake agreements with a number of them. We've talked from time to time about, hey, if you ever get hail in your area and you know your body shops need quality hail repair technicians, let's work together. It's always, sometimes it's over a beer. Sometimes it's like, yeah, I'll use you if, if I need you, that sort of thing. But that creates a ton of uncertainty on my end. I need to market in certain areas of the state where I don't have a relationship with a local technician. And for years, I've operated off hearsay. Yeah, I'll use you if I need you. Okay, that's good enough for me. But that's not really in the best interest of the technicians looking to me to provide them work. And I also know from my standpoint this is just as much on me. I've been okay with this for years. These are very good businessmen throughout the state of New York running extremely successful paintless dent repair companies probably have their own solutions already in place. And I've never presented them with a, a real program showing them the compensation, showing them how we are going to operate on their behalf. Because let's be honest, when these PDR companies call me in, they become my client, not the body shop. I'm working for the paintless dent repair company at that point. This is their relationship that they are entrusting us with. And I haven't done a good enough job about 
defining the relationship, explaining what we actually bring to the table. So what we're doing now is we're approaching paintless dent repair companies that we have a relationship with or that we've worked with in the past, and we're reaching out to them and we're talking to them a little bit about what we can do to help their business in hopes of opening up a discussion that's ultimately going to lead to clarity and define what our relationship is. So what does this exercise of seeking clarity in defining relationships with three of the biggest phases of my business, what does that do in the end? It's going to define my relationships with body shops. It's going to define my relationships with insurance companies. And it's going to define my relationships with paintless dent repair companies across the state, which in turn is going to provide the clarity that I need to formulate a strategy to continue growing the Dent Smart brand in New York State. That is my obligation. That is my responsibility to grow the brand. Because at the end of the day, I'm a part of a 20-state system that I depend on to keep my team working when there's no hail in New York. And I need to ensure that I can hold up my end of the bargain in New York when hail strikes and put others to work here as well. Whether that's working direct for insurance companies, inside of body shops, working for other New York State paintless dent repair companies, I don't care. It's all the same. It's about putting our team to work. So this week's challenge that I'm going to leave you with is to identify one area of your life where you are experiencing uncertainty. That's it. Just one. One relationship inside of your life where you are experiencing uncertainty. Now, specific to our industry, if you're a shop owner, maybe reach out to your PDR guy so that you have an idea what his plans are in the days and months following a hail event. Where do you sit on his list of priorities? Has he taken the time to research companies like mine? Does he have a backup plan? to provide the support in the event of a major hail catastrophe, a high-volume hail situation. And if you don't like the answer you get, maybe you need a backup plan. How about for the local New York State paintless dent repair technician? Maybe you should reach out to your shops to explain to them what your plans are in the event of hail. What steps have you taken to protect that shop, your client? To put their mind at ease and lower the chance of them using a company from out of state. Are you using your buddies? If so, have you reached out to them to confirm that when you call, you will be their number one priority? If not, maybe you need to have a conversation with a company like ours for backup. So that you don't have to see your shops, your bread and butter, defect to an out of state company. It happens every year. I've seen it, and I hate to see it. Either way, you're going to have the clarity on the situation, which is going to remove the uncertainty and allow you to take action to protect your business in the event of hell. I know I get a lot of listeners from outside the industry here. So for you, identify a relationship in one area of your life that you are seeking clarity. One area of your life where you 
are uncertain. And because of the uncertainty, you're froze. You're not taking action. You're not seeking the clarity. You're not moving forward. You're stuck. Could be a romantic interest. Could be a business client that you want to lock up. Could be a business endeavor that you're considering that you have questions about. Something going on with your kids. Maybe something's bothering them and you can't quite put your finger on it. Have the tough conversation. Obtain the clarity so that you can work towards progress, reconciliation, connection, whatever it may be. Capish, capish. All right, so that wraps up this March 25th episode of the Crush Hail Academy podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And look, folks, this coronavirus is no joke. All right. And this is actually an excuse for us to shelter in place and not be around people. How cool is that? Right. So enjoy it. Read books, listen to podcasts, enjoy your family, stay healthy. That's what this is all about. The sooner we can get through this, the sooner we can get back to normal, the sooner the marketplace opens back up and we can get back to living our lives. But first and foremost, we need to stay home and we need to do what the professionals are asking us to do. In the meantime, you can find me at the Robert Argyle. That's my Instagram business page. And as always, in closing, if you are a man and you are looking for some support around you, check out warriorbook.com. That's warriorbook.com. It's changed my life and it'll change yours. That's it for this week. Thanks again for listening to the Crush Hail Academy podcast. I'm your host, Bob Argyle. Stay safe. Peace.